Hello and welcome listeners to episode 70 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Robbie Annett and I'm joined uh, by my uh, wonderful co-host, Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you? Good, mate. Good. A little bit tired, but not too bad, yeah. mate. Yeah, a little, little bit on sleepy, are you? Well, you know, late night uh, watching John Wick, uh, mate. Uh, John Wick? And the body count. Yes, yes. Yeah. Are you a fan of John Wick? I, I, I've, I have been known to uh, to dabble in the John Wick, the one in the body and the one in the head. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of double shot action there. Oh, you know? more than double. This is We're talking five shots in this one. It really ramps it up. Oh, oh, spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah spoiler yeah. alert. Kills a lot, a lot, of, of, lot of people die. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd forgotten. Was that, oh, and, and all just based on the fact that somebody killed his dog in the first one. Yes, and this is similar, sort of, there's some links there. Yeah. yeah. So, so is this the, the third John Wick, the new one? I think one, it's the or? third one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the one of the movies. I don't know, yeah. I lost count of them. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's the third one, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one of the movies, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah nice it's good. I actually enjoyed it. I laughed a few times. Oh, good. Because yeah. it was so... Just so over, over the, the top. top. You're just yes. like, that's hilarious. That's nice. true. They'd really done that, you know? Yeah. There's sort of this, this one scene, uh, oh, spoiler alert, I suppose, but he's in this in this area having a oh, surprisingly a fight scene. Right. And uh, and there's all these glass cases everywhere. It's like a, almost like a museum. It's just like hundreds of these glass cases. Yeah. And literally, you know, every few seconds this guy is fighting, he's throwing him into a glass case to smash it. Right. And he picks him up and throws him into the next one to smash it. And it's like, it's like 20 in a row. It's like, oh, really? That's just fantastic. I love that. It's just like you are taking the P1SS there yeah. so much. It's great. Nice one. Yeah, so, a bit tired from that last night. Right. Yeah. 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 It was good, though. Are you a Keanu fan from way back? Like, you know? Favourite movie ever? Yeah, Point, point Break. break. And yes. It would be Point Break. Yes. Of course it would it be is. for you, you know? Definitely. Keanu, big favourite of mine I, from then. I mean, given that it's a surfing movie and we know you're a surfer, we've spoken about that in the podcast in the past, do you look back that at, you know, from the time when it would have come out, I mean, you would have been one of those full flowing head <laughs> surfers out there running, yeah. running around, you know. Do you look back at it now nostalgically, Lewis, and go... She was, you know, it was, it was, it was a different time back then. You know, was it a different movie for a different time, or can you still watch it now? Going, it, it, it holds some symbolism for oh, me. Oh, it now. still holds a symbolism now. Does it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was it was right the time when I was, yeah, the big surfy guy. It was, you know, we were spouting the words the whole time. You know, just talking it up and watching it all the time. Yeah. It was a big part of my growing up, mate. Nice. Loved it, loved it, really loved it. Not the bank robbery stuff so much, <laughs> but, the, but the, <laughs> the, surfing the dead aspect. president yeah, stuff. They weren't, right. weren't a huge. No, no who are the presidents? So yeah, I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, I'd been on on the Keanu Keanu bandwagon from the Bill and Ted's days, and, ah, and actually, right. even then from the Parenthood days, back when he was in Parenthood with Steve Martin. Right, when he played. Was he um, in there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He played the son, did he, or something? Uh, like the son in law. Uh, he, he's um, so Steve Martin's sister her daughter's boyfriend so right. so who got him um got her daughter pregnant and things uh, like that okay and, uh, yeah yeah but uh, no the from bill and ted's excellent adventure that was um that was my re- real intro and i i could i could s- recite all the words wow. from bill and ted's i watched it so it's often. funny yeah. isn't it yeah and, and these days you wouldn't watch a movie many times yeah, you know, as much as you used to in those days i reckon yeah like, there's so much more around you know and you and you've got You've got so many DVDs. You've got access to Netflix. Why yeah. would you go back and watch the same one over and over and over again? But back then, you get the VHS. Like I remember, we so we hired it as a, uh, I think it was like as a three-day hire, and I reckon I watched it 13 times in yeah. the three days. <laughs> Rewind. I actually pulled out, right? So we're cleaning up the shed ready for when we renovate. Mari like, Kondo. Mari Kondo. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The try, shed. Try, trying to condo the shed, Ooh. yeah. Um, so I bought in the old VCR. 
<laughs> and so I pulled out. Um, uh, I had a, a shoe box that had the the few um video VHS videos that Daddy, are still in there. Daddy, what's that letter box thing you brought out? So I, literally, that's right. Well, what's this dusty thing here? I go. This is what we used to watch movies on. Sit down, kids. You've got a lesson coming. <laughs> And literally, right? So I've, so I've pulled out the v- the VHS. So I thought, because oh, there was one that we taped, um, you know, something off the TV. So we'll see what's on here. It's like the first season of MasterChef, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, well, so that's pretty recent, though. Oh, You've been using a VHS for a yeah, that's well, that, recent. Well, still, still ten years ago, ten or eleven years ago. So yeah, the CD was in, well, DVD was invented what twenty years ago, wasn't it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, but you couldn't record it. You couldn't oh, record it. So, so this was something we recorded. Yeah, at the okay. So this was a combo DVD and VHS, right? So then I've pulled that out and I've put in um, the Labyrinth, right? So I've gone, well, watch a little bit of the Labyrinth, you know, on on the Sunday <laughs> night, and so I've pulled it out and I've put it in. And um and press play and look at this is halfway through the movie going hang on kids this is something you guys haven't experienced yet stop <laughs> rewind <laughs> and, let's... and Camille's gone daddy what's happening <laughs> ten said, minutes later it's at the start said, now this is what we had to do <laughs> to get back to the start it wasn't just press stop and nah. play or you had to rewind it. <laughs> It sounds like something's going wrong in there. <laughs> yes, darling, that's called rewinding. <laughs> that's fine. And so then I pressed play, right? And so I got got in through the, the old three three cable thing, you know, the red, the white, and the yellow, going in through the through the TV. And it's grainy and mm. pixelated. <laughs> yeah, yep. and he was going, Daddy, why does it look so bad? <laughs> I said, Dalek, this is this is what we used to watch movies on. This is what we it. used to have to do. Yeah. You know, you kids don't know how good you've got yeah, it. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so, so, what else you had been going on this week? Well, I think we've got some important news, mate. Oh, what's that? Now, hopefully, we're allowed to mention this. I haven't run them past them. But our first podcast marriage, mate. Oh, really? Yeah, first listeners. Yeah. That we know of, yes, that have, that have got married. Oh wow! Big, fantastic. Big shout out to Sarah and Anna up in Canberra. Oh, fantastic! Uh, from Grey's does not exist on on Instagram. Yeah, just got married. So oh, well, congratulations, ladies. Yeah, mazel, congratulations. Mazeltov. Mazeltov. Yeah, is, that, 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 uh, is it? Is that so. for married for weddings or is it birthdays? I don't know. Bar mitzvah. I don't think it's anyway, mitzvah, let's it? move on. Congratulations, yeah, yeah, guys! Yes, don't take yes. it away from fantastic. Yeah, what what great news that is! So yeah. there we go, and uh, and thanks so much, guys. I really enjoyed the wedding. It was a fantastic time I had. Oh, good. Um, and my two weeks off that I was up there was it was great, mate. Yeah, what happened uh, to the plus one on uh, that, mate? Uh, yeah, you, you know, Didn't you get your own invite, Robbie? <laughs> no, I was waiting. You know, I, oh. just when you were talking about it, when they said they were getting married, I thought, oh, the invite must be in the mail. Yeah. But no, it turns out you diddled me. You, I got you a text message. Actually, oh, for the invite, yeah. Oh, did, no. you didn't, oh sorry, I, I mate. Didn't oh, well, get that. well, perhaps we'll have to edit that. Sorry, mate. I didn't mean oh, that. That's a bit touchy. It's isn't a bit it? heartbreaking. Yeah. It was great free alcohol. Was, there, oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, lovely, great feed. Really, oh, really nice. nice. Lovely yeah. setting. Oh, yeah. They had beautiful, just uh, lovely setting. Beautiful uh, celebrant and everything. It was fantastic. Lovely. Well, well, well speaking of emotional trauma, <laughs> right? Um, so, uh, yeah. Poor, what could you have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, poor Ruben. Oh. Right. Poor, poor Ruben. Oh, I hurt his head during the week. I thought you were going on to. The sponsors, oh, the sponsors. Of no, no, no. That that'll come up after this emotional trauma. <laughs> right. Yep. So 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 poor Ruben hurt his head. 
right? You oh. know, and so he's going to bed going, oh, I've got a sore head, I've got a sore head. Badly I, or I, just a, a minor, oh, minor bad? Look, I, it was it was a minor bad, but it was played up as being pretty bad. So I thought I'd, I'd say, look, mate, you know, sometimes what happens when you when you hurt your head, you've got to go to the doctor and they have to run some tests. You go, what sort of tests? And you go, well, sometimes I need to sometimes I need to do a CAT scan. He's gone, what's a CAT scan? I said, well, I can actually do one for you right now. <laughs> so I picked up Parker, right? <laughs> And so I'm running Parker over his head going, doing the CAT scan over Ruben's head. Ruben thought it was great, stands up to laugh. Parker didn't think that was very good. Parker's then put the claws out, <laughs> dug the claws through Ruben's pyjamas, right? So then Ruben's in tears and I'm trying to I'm trying to extract the claw out of Parker's, yeah, out, out of Ruben's pyjamas. I've lifted his head and there's these two little puncture marks where he's going, going Oh no! Sorry, mate. Was Bad it, dad. Was a good joke. Well, it lasted. Was a good joke. It wasn't very funny, daddy. <laughs> and I said, "Well, up until the point where Parker nailed you with his nails, it was it was kind of funny, you know." And so then I said to Chris and I going, "Geez, this is all I need." Because then they were going down in block. I said, "This is all I need. You're going to be down there with your dad. Ruben's going to end up with cat scratch disease. And he's going to go. How did that happen? Oh, well, Robbie was doing a cat scan on him, you know, <laughs> because he had his sore head, and then he's ended up getting no, up. But he's dad a, of the year. Dad at dad of the year." Yeah, all fine. That's what happens when you try and do medical procedures at home that you're not qualified for, Lewis. That's true. Well, That's I, was, I was worried maybe he went next door, mate, and got the Labrador next door. At, brought the Labrador, walked the Labrador around him. He's like, what are you doing, Daddy? Just some lab tests. Just, just some lab, lab, lab work. tests. And then yeah. the Labrador bit him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that, you know, you know. Breed not D. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. That, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. last that, That'd be silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so but, and then to try and help Ruben out with that emotional trauma, you got anything that we might, or, or at least Parker anyway, we probably can't give it to Ruben, but certainly Parker's trauma of having to be uh, exposed to doing a CAT scan. And he could have certainly used with some Zilkeen, I reckon, mate, just there to settle go. him down, the whole whole crying and the everything that occurred after that, yeah. the daddy <laughs> apologising. and uh, Me then having to trim Parker's nails, because yeah. like, well, maybe they were a little bit long. <laughs> Mate, the thing, um, did you, you think you can mention to Ruben is if he feels like he's, you know, he's, he has got concussion. Yeah. What, what can be really good is mention to him that if you have really got concussion, mate, we need to actually every hour during the night actually just wake you up <laughs> to check you're okay. See how he goes with that one. But, nah, Daddy, I'm fine. He does that every day, every night anyway, oh, mate. Yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. So thank you very much to Zilkeen yes. for your support. Um, and also big thank you to our Patreon supporters. Get on board. Go to patreon.com slash two vets talk pets um, and you can support us if you like what we do and you want us to keep doing it um, also getting access to our uh, exclusive Patreon content, the um, the all the uh, Q&As that we've done where we uh, uh, A, all the cues that you guys have. Exactly, which will be starting up in, uh, again probably next week. We'll start some more of those and, yes. and get some more on, on, on board. Alrighty, mate. Now, I have this week got a really, just a really quick article I'm just going to go about. This yep. is from the Science, uh, from Uppsala University. Uppsala. Uppsala. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea where that is. Uh, no, it's come through Science Daily. Must be in Sweden. Swedish. Uppsala. 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 Uppsala sounds Swedish. I can't do a Swedish sounds, accent. Sounds, that's, yeah. that's very culturally inappropriate. <laughs> that's very bad. It, that could have been anything. So this is... Uh, <laughs> other than other than accurate. Yes, yeah. yes exactly. Um, uh, this is uh, entitled, Owning a Dog is Influenced by Our Genetic Makeup. Oh. Scientists have studied the heritability of dog ownership using information from 35,035 twins. 
Oh, like human twins? Human twins. Wow, Twin right pairs here. from the Swedish Twin Registry. Right, That's yes. That's a lot of twins, isn't it? That's Seems a whole like a lot. lot of twins, yes. The new study suggests that genetic variation explains more than half of the variation in dog ownership, implying that the choice of getting a dog is heavily influenced by an individual's genetic makeup. Right. So what? The, so studying of twins um, is, is well known. I don't yep. know if you know about this. Well-known method for... Um, disentangling the influences, environment, and gene- genes on biology and behavior. Yes. Because obviously you can have uh, um, identical twins yep. which share exactly the same genes, yes. an entire genome. And then you can have obviously the non identical twins um, which might only share about half of the genetic. Yes, material, material. Uh, yes. Aver- yeah. On average, share only half of the genetic variation. Um, and so then you can. Um, uh, comparisons within the pair of concordance of dog ownership between the group. So if the one twin owns a dog, does the other twin yes. own a dog? Does, does it sort of match up? So that can reveal um, between the groups um, whether genetic plays a role in owning the dog. So yeah. if you've got obviously identical twins that share genes and they both own a dog, that's, you know, it would say, all There's right. There's a correlation there, potentially. Potentially. Yep. Or if you've got non-identicals and one owns a dog and another one doesn't own a dog, then you could say, oh, potentially there's that correlation. So they found, researchers found concordance rates of dog ownership to be much larger in identical twins. Right. So twins that share a genome are more yes. likely to own a dog or not own a dog. Right. Um, than in non-identical ones. Yeah. So this supports the view that genetics in, um, indeed plays a major role in the choice of owning a dog. Right. Well, there so, you go. So I would have thought potentially owning a dog would come down in a, in a family line. So my parents have owned dogs or we love dog, grew up with dogs. Yeah. I'll get a dog, you know, that sort yes, of thing. Yeah. But, but this is sort of saying that it doesn't seem necessarily to be related to that. I wonder then whether or not, you know, uh, you know just sort of thinking about, right, well, how can we sort of shoot holes in it, which isn't a very fair thing because I've obviously done a lot of you know, research there. But um, 35,000 35, yeah. uh, interviews. But then comparing it to um, to just siblings as well and seeing then whether or not there was uh, the same numbers. Because, you know, so even though non-identical twins, right, while they they have different differing genetics – so will um, yeah, compared to identical twins. So will just normal siblings. Yes, yeah, and seeing whether or not there's a correlation between the numbers that they get with the non-identical twins and just uh, siblings that aren't twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah and certainly. so because because then that would potentially give you more um, more gravitas to the difference between the identical twins and non-identical twins if you've got that correlation there. Yeah, but I yeah. guess you're adding more things of age and all those sorts of things and influence as well. There's different variables you're introducing, aren't you? Whereas if you're just using twins, that's keeping a really finite sort of really like-by-like population in a yes. sense, I guess. But yeah, good point, mate. And yeah. I think you should you should take that on board and oh, give them... Have you got their email address yeah. there, mate? I'll well, just t- tap it out there. Now, you just do those to the podcast, mate. I'm just going to uh, quickly say... Here it is. Uppsala at Sweden.com... Dot, no, dot e- you, uh, what's Sweden? It might be SW. Maybe. We do have a lot of Swedish listeners. So do there you really? go, guys. There you go. There you go. Thanks very much for Oops, the study. Are you, you, you. Yeah. If you yeah. work there, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> and Robbie will get back to you with his ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. On how you can better refine your paper next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, you know, they don't have to credit me for it, Lewis. I just want to, you know, I don't mind. I don't need that recognition. Yes. I just like to know that I'm helping. That's yeah. all. Oh, you are a helper. I, I am yeah. a helper. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little helper. Yeah. Excellent. Um, now, uh, I got a, uh, you probably got it too, an email um, during 
during the week about the leptospirosis outbreak up in New South Wales. Oh, I saw um, something about this, yes. Yeah, so so this comes through. It's an email that's come through from um, the, the Centre for Veterinary Education, uh, which is a, a massive um, distance education, continuing education group out of um, Sydney Uni, um, where they're describing... Um, so the, this is an email that was sent around to, to the vets that are on their uh, mailing list. Um, it says, Dear Robert, you know, so that's a bit, Ooh, you know, a bit formal. That's you know? very formal. I was a little bit worried. I was in some trouble there for a minute. There, you know. I was going to go. Hang on, is, is this a legal proceedings against me or something, Lewis? Yeah. Two vets, stock pets with Doctor Robert. Doctor Robert yes. and Doctor yeah. Lewis. Yes. I like know? that, mate. Can I call you that, Robert? Well, you can if you like. Who you know? calls you Robert? Um, just just the bank. That's it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the bank and the, the, CVE. The, the bank and CVE. That's all. Yeah. That's yeah. Two. Yeah. I actually um when I was at the at the movies the other night with uh, with Willow when I went to go and buy um buy my dinner and and, and you know, buy a beer as well. Yeah. While waiting for the movie to start, um the guy had his name tag on. It was Robbie, and I was still wearing my work name tag oh, as well. I said, look at this, mate. We're both both professional Robbies. How good's that? <laughs> you yeah. could have gone in the study. We could have the done. The twins, yes. yes. <laughs> do you own a dog? Do you own a dog? I own a dog. I've got a vet clinic around the corner. Do you want to come and see me? He said, I don't live near here. I said, well, that's fine. I'll still have one of the... I'll have a, a little creature's... You know, thank you. That'd be great. <laughs> you don't, don't, find the, don't find the beer makes a bit of a rush to the, the toot halfway through? And I only got the small one. Oh, I only got the small <laughs> the one. The little midi. The little midi. Yeah, yeah. I just got the pot. That was fine. That was all right. Because once the movie was done, you know, it was a good two hours worth of spine, yeah, man. Yeah, So it's like, yeah, afterwards, I got I just better duck off to the toilet before I head home willow because you know it's a there's a lot of going on but, uh, yes a lot during of the movie yeah, yeah. Oh, i mean willow had a uh, there, there were actually a lot of doodle jokes in the movie too you mm, know okay yeah yeah, yeah. you know the, the little you know tingle jokes and you know a new suit that was a little tight around the web slinger you right. know the, there you go yeah, right around my little web oh, don't, don't spoil it don't spoil it it's, you know there's not not too much in the way of spoilers <laughs> yeah um so anyway back to the article you know yeah. back to leptospirosis you know yes. um there have been recent reports of outbreaks of leptospirosis in sydney all affected cases have been reported in the inner West Surrey Hills Glebe area. Leptospirosis is caused by infection with filamentous gram-negative motile bacterial spirochetes of the genus Leptospira, favouring warm, moist environments. Ponds and stagnant water and areas exposed to flooding may provide conditions suitable for the spirochetes to survive for months. Reservoir hosts allow continued contamination of the environment, most often rats. What does that mean? What's that? What do you mean by reservoir oh, hosts? So reservoir hosts are hosts that the bacteria can grow in and and increase the population to try and increase the contamination of an area. Right. So, so they don't affect necessarily affect the person, the animal that's the host got it as much. The no. hosts don't affect it, and then they they in the urine, I suppose, yes. mainly in, in with leptospirosis, yeah. they would wee out lots and lots of this bacteria and spread it around the environment so that other animals can be infected and and potentially then be able to spread it into other areas as right. well. Um. So dogs as in Incidental hosts may become infected through contact with the spirochetes in food, water, and bedding. Incidental host. What are we talking about there? So an incidental host is a is a um, so that's an organ. So a, an organism can infect an incidental host. So it's like a it's an infection that gets in, but then that can't go through its normal life cycles right. and then be spread further on from there. Right. So, so it's an end stage in that animal and yep. infects that animal and they either, well, succumb to the infection, I suppose. Correct. Yeah. Or, or throw the infection off, but they don't necessarily, well, they could spread it on. Oh, they could still potentially, potentially spread it in the urine. Yeah. But it does affect them as well. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Leptospora may penetrate mucous membranes. So that's the eyes, the mouth and the nose and things like that. And, macerated or broken skin the incubation period is around seven days Inter- incidental hosts 
tend to develop more severe clinical signs and shed for longer periods. Leptospirosis can be suspected in any dog with non-specific clinical signs like lethargy, vomiting, and diarrhea. <laughs> so that's always great, yes. okay? Because that can be any damn yeah, dog. Yes. Yeah. Um, azotemia. So that's dogs that are dehydrated or potentially got kidney issues. Glucosuria. So that's when you've got glucose in the urine, but might ne- not necessarily be from diabetes. So, would well, you recommend having a little taste to just check your dog's just urine? A, just I, a little I, t- a teaser. I certainly wouldn't if they're spreading spirochetes in the urine. Wouldn't be a good idea. Not what we recommend. No. No. Um, that was a and joke. Yes, yeah, yeah, good. Bad yeah, yeah. one. That <laughs> bad too. one. Yeah, yeah. In very bad taste, you <laughs> might say. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Um, and elevated liver enzymes on blood tests. So um, the University of Sydney is currently undertaking a study to determine which uh, versions of the uh, bacteria are involved in this outbreak and if there's any specific source of infection which can be identified. Ethics approval pending. If presented with a case, so um, so we're looking for, um, you know, if your dogs have had contacts with rats, contacts with stagnant water like ponds um and and where your dog's been in the last 14 days because you know if you're looking at incubation period of sort of seven days so just to run by incubation period mate what does that mean so incubation period is from the time from exposure to when you're seeing the clinical signs right so the time yep. you first lap that pond water yes yep to first be then becoming unwell lethargic and yep. you know and things like vomiting that. diary um now the big problem is is that leptospirosis is considered zoonotic so that means that it is something that can potentially be spread to humans it is a nasty infection to get if you're a person as right. well as that's why you don't taste your dog's wee correct correct yes. yeah, yeah. take it to your vet and check and get <laughs> Let checked him out taste. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no 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 just put the dipstick in there <laughs> Not, the, not that the vet's the dipstick, but, you know, the vet will have a dipstick. You are a dipstick. I am a dipstick. If you have a drink of it. Yes, no, not you. No, not me. The owner having the a owner drink of the week. Yes, yeah, don't do dipstick. that. Don't do that. No, and the no. vet would be a dipstick too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, now there are vaccinations available for leptospirosis. So if your dog is at risk, then yes, there is a chance that getting a vaccination may help. Um, the thing is, is that it all depends on which... Um, which version of the bacteria is yeah. out there compared to what version you are protected with with the vaccine. Yes. So the most important thing, so at the moment, this is only uh, to that inner west uh, area of Sydney, but if your dogs are showing any signs of lethargy, vomiting, diarrhea, um, probably a good idea to get some blood tests and some urine tests um, and, uh, and to let your vet know if there are rats or stagnant water that your dog's been around because uh, it's as much for uh, your vets and their staff's protection as well to make sure that they're not going to expose themselves to the uh, to the organisms yeah we, we had one case down in melbourne um probably 12 months or so ago yeah okay yeah. just really really sick dog that yeah. had severe acute kidney issues you yeah. know blood in its urine really really unwell and we um uh, ended up referring it off, and yeah, it was suspected leptospirosis, yeah. which is really weird. We rarely see it. Yeah, you see a little bit in the country, particularly yes. around cows. You know, with a lot of sort of the wee in dairies and that sort of thing, the yeah, cows weeing sure. and that sort of thing. But yeah, and, and even then, that's dropped right off now with leptospirosis vaccinations. Exactly. You know, yes. um, because yes. and and that's. As much as for protection for the for the for the humans than what it is even for the cows, you know, yeah. in that in that respect. Uh, um, but I found that the, the rates of autism in cows has increased a lot since. Oh, the gee, hot button topic now. <laughs> yes, wow. So many autistic cows out there. Yes, now that's right. They're vaccinated. <laughs> Hello to all of our you know, uh, anti, anti-vaxxers yes. out there that are listening. Keep listening, you'll Keep learn listening. something. Join us on Patreon, you know, yeah. and send your pa- questions through <laughs> on Patreon about anti-vaxxing in cattle. You know? 
Um, so yeah, so there you go. So good that's one. a that's a, a hot off the presses one. Excellent. All right, good stuff, mate. Now I've got one a little article from CNET. Right. Um, dot com. Um, and so is technology driving your pet insane? Oh, nice. Speaking yeah. of conspiracy theories. Yeah, well, it's driving me insane, particularly <laughs> with uh, t- teenage children in the house. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Few of us would put up with a TV that emits an annoying whine or a light bulb that flickers. But for our pets, that may be the world around them. Right. Their senses are tuned differently than our own and may detect a cacophony. I love that word. Cacophony. Cacophony. Of noise and strobe effects that we don't, particularly as we fill our homes with technology. You can fix a beeping smoke detector quickly by changing the battery or shoving a broom handle into it. (laughs) (laughs) But it might also be emitting a constant high-pitched noise that only a dog can perceive. Have we built them an unintended hell? Whoa! This is good. I yes. Like this. Dr. Catherine Haupt. Oh, I love Dr. Catherine Haupt. She is a veterinary behaviorist and a specialist in hey. the US. She's fantastic. Written some great books too. She, uh, oh, that's giving her a different title though. Dr. Catherine Haupt, an environmental factors expert. Oh. Now, that's interesting. I don't think she'd be comfortable with that. That's right. very interesting. Well, mind you, though, as long as she's not claiming to be, you know, a, a vet or anything, I mean, you know, maybe... Oh, maybe she's she, a vet. Yeah, I know, but but maybe because she's not claiming, you know, anything around that, she might also be a um, a, a Netflix expert well, or a... Well, no, we're probably not allowed because has she done a further degree, specialist degree in environmental factors? Oh, because she's call regist- her an expert. Because she's registered with a vet board, she's not allowed yeah. to call herself an expert. A- anything else. Wow, I yeah. see. Right. Ooh, could be Jeez. in trouble you there. You send that email. Or you, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sending one to, to uh, Uppsala. 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 Well, this one's Cornell University she's from. Right. She says, pets routinely respond to sound above the frequencies humans can hear, called ultrasound. Right. Many dogs are afraid of smoke alarms, she says, so the dog is going crazy and the owner doesn't know why. Humans normally hear sound that range in frequencies from the lowest base around 20 hertz or cycles per second, up to the highest tingling, trembling, nearly 20,000 hertz. So 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. In reality, adults may only hear half of that range, and husbands only hear about half of that too. Yes, yeah, but yes. particularly if they're watching the football. <laughs> That's right. And they can often drop down, particularly if it's in the last quarter. Can't hear that. <laughs> Definitely can't hear that. Um, as in reality, adults may only hear half of that range as age reduce our sensitive to high pitches. But dogs can hear sounds up to 45,000 hertz. Right. So our limit was 20,000. And cats up to 64,000 wow, hertz. So a lot, lot higher pitch sounds. And that's, I think, with cats particularly, because mice make really ultrasonic sounds, like little squeaks. Right. That's how they can sometimes pick up on them too, right. I think. okay. To them, what we call ultrasound is just... Sound. Yeah, right. But our gadgets aren't designed with that in mind. Meant to appeal to human buyers, consumer electronics eliminate only the high-pitched noise that we hear. Our household pets can be left with an unconsidered residual. Yeah, So they hear other sounds. Um, A 2015 survey by a consortium of veterinary groups in the UK. Was it a cacophony of a consortium? Well, yeah, it's quite... Some big words. Big words, yeah. Yeah. They've got got the old thesaurus out. They're obviously not writing for the Monash leader. No, that's exactly right. (laughs) They are being incredibly verbose. They may not be on a word count. Is it a word count or a letter, letter count? That word, word count. So you I could think. have really big words in there. I could. Maybe that's Let's maybe try that's that. Peak. Next yeah, week, next one, I want to see how many more than seven letter words you can get oh, into. Okay, into excellent. Thing. Yes. Yes. So you really push the page. <laughs> uh, there was a. Uh, the, so in the UK, this group found seizures in some cats 
with a phenomenon called feline audiogenic reflex seizures. Oh, that's good. I thought you were going to say feline autism then for a second. No. Okay, so <laughs> no, Let's bring it back. No. Caused typically by high-frequency sounds. I've never heard of that. Feline audiogenic reflex seizures. Yeah. The study named over a dozen ordinary household noises that appear to be a cause, including phones ringing, computers, printers, and even the crinkling of aluminium foil. <sighs> Aluminum. Uh, for uh, Americans. Uh, aluminum. Aluminum. Is it, does that mean that maybe cats are like anti-SMR um, as well? ASMR. <sighs> yeah. Or no, what's that? We wear an uh, aluminium helmet. Oh, when you're when you're con- yeah, when you're a, a tinfoil hatter, yeah. when you're worried that the get try probe, to stop your signals. Going to get probed by aliens. Yeah, that, that's that usually it? where you got, you got to wear the the, the 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 aluminium around the other part of your body. There. Have okay. you seen Have you seen Chernobyl? Chernobyl. No, Chernobyl. 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 Sh- Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Yeah. Potato? Potato? No, I'm not giving you that one. What, it's what Chernobyl. Is it? Sh- Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Not Chernobyl. Not Chernobyl. No. Wow. Chernobyl. That's, oh, that's but no, bad. I haven't seen Chernobyl, Should but I do it. want to see it. So yeah. they, they do wear like these, uh, they've got this like leather strip that they wear over their private their genitals. Oh, yes, yeah. To protect from the radiation stuff. So it reminds me of that, the tinfoil. Right. To, to be probed, I yeah, guess. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it might work. A, 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 a lead chastity belt. Yeah. A radiation <laughs> chastity belt. Yes. Completely ending these sounds in your home will be very difficult. It's hard to judge severity of the problem because there's no rating or labeling of ultrasonic emissions on consumer electronics and our pets can't tell us what's bugging them. Still, there are things you can do. Strategies to reduce these sounds include turning off components of the plug when not using them, which has the added benefit of stopping expensive phantom power draw. Right. As I look at my TV that's, yes, on, yeah. uh, that's on, uh, <laughs> on there, poor old, and Olive's staring at it, and it's off. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My head hurts. <laughs> Though this may interrupt the functioning of something like a DVR. What's that? D- oh, that's like a tape. Yes. VHS, but new. But new. Newer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Newer. That, that was back even before we, while we were, they, they actually, they're still a little bit old because that's what we used to record things off of the TV when we used to watch TV. <laughs> yes. Rather than streaming services. Yes. Yeah, I'll yeah. ask Camille about it. She'll know. Yeah, she'll yeah. know. Yeah. You can also set up at least one room in your home as a quiet room. Oh. Now you're renovating. Yes. A quiet room. A quiet room. Free of most or all electronics, including lights. A sensory deprivation chamber, like your, uh, your, your pond that you swam in the other day. Your, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Get one of those in your reno. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we'll get, get two and we'll do the podcast in them. That'd be great. <laughs> be great. So steps to reduce electronic pollution at home. Switch off devices at the plug when practical and save on phantom power draw. Create a quiet room. Yeah, we said that. Locate home, ma- home media equipment in a closet or garage to isolate ultrasound, as well as wine and fan noises you can hear as a bonus. Yeah. Shop for LED lights with low flicker ratings on them. So there's some ideas. But some of the worst offenders may be the ones that are hardest to control. We record the, we record the sound signature of each component in our sample media room by itself. Two of the clearest ultrasound signatures came from the LED bulb in a table lamp and the 42-inch LCD TV on the wall. Yeah, right. It's not just unheard noise your pet may be dealing with, but also unseen light flicker. LED lighting is taking over the home with 40% of the 26 billion US LED lighting market going to residents as of 2016. You may barely detect a flicker from a modern LED bulb, but as with sound, your pets have a greater range of perception. Add a disco ball to the high-pitched wine. There you go. Wow. Crack really, disco time. They're yeah. really struggling, aren't they? Here, as with ultrasound, the effects of light flicker on pets are unknown, but research has provided some clues. Um, in Massachusetts, they found that flickering light may cause fear in some animals in 2006. So, 
unless you're planning to move off the grid, yep. you aren't going to banish the sound and lighting pollutant technologies from your home. But with so many people just starting to adopt smart home tech in particular, there are fresh opportunities to err on the side of our pets in an area that isn't fully understood. You have the home theater of your dreams, energy-saving LED lighting, and a smoke detector that you can monitor from your phone. But consider your pets in the process. Yeah. Remember, they live there too. Well, it's, and it's probably something there of um, you know, where you put your dog's beds and stuff too. You know, like don't have your dog's bed near your subwoofer and, you know, don't... Uh, your yeah. subwoofer. Yeah. Hey. 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 No, but that's low sounds, isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah low sounds. still be probably loud. Subsonic. Though. Subwoofer. So, subwoofer. <laughs> subwoofer, mate. <laughs> and don't bring your, drive your Commodore in the driveway with the stereo still on. Yes. <laughs> Is that right? With your disco ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and your from little the fl- mirror. And your fluffy dice. <laughs> um, now, I, I'm not sure. Did you see the article about the um, about the lion that escaped at the Japanese zoo during the week? No. Yeah, yeah. So so a lion escaped at the Japanese zoo, and so they had to, to try and try and help capture it, right? Wow. I mean, as you would expect, yeah. right? Because the, with... Because Japan's on fault lines and all that sort of stuff, you know, and so they have so many earthquakes, there's always the risk that then the animals can escape. Yep. And so what they have to do, they have to be, um, you know, really prepared. So they're, they're really well drilled on what to do when these animals escape. So I've just got a little video here for you yep. just to show you what's, um, how they how they managed to contain this this uh, escape line. Cue okay. it up. Let's have there a look. There we go. <laughs> is that... Is that um, is that a mascot from the Brisbane Lions? I think so. Or maybe the Paddle Pop Lions. So, so here That's we go. So this is from the Guardian. So a lion has escaped from a Japanese. So we'll just describe. So it's just a guy in a, a guy in a suit, right? And it's not a very good suit. But there's lots of different versions of this. Oh my goodness! What chimpanzee? It's, oh, it's a drill. It's a drill. Yeah. Oh, and what they're gonna do? Oh, right, so they're gonna run into the net. Oh, so the polar bear knocks him out, right? <laughs> The zebra, the the zebra takes out. off as well. Yeah. Oh, look, the guy fell over. Yeah. Oh, and there's a rhino out there's now. There's a rhino too. But right? they're all lying down. So, so this is this is like you know zoom Zunageddon, right? <laughs> so here's the lion going for a nice little walk. Yeah. Right. There's out a come, bus, a little mini bus. Yeah, mini bus. Up. But out comes a gun with the trank gun. Is that meal on wheels? Yeah. But look there, there's the oh, lion. Oh, the lion's actually watching, trying to work out what the freaking hell's What's going on. What's going on there? And then and then he's been <laughs> hit. And now listen to this music. Down they go. As they down, get darted. Down goes the leopard, the tiger. Look. Oh, he's gone oh, down hard. Gone hard. The zebra's fighting. Look at the zebra. Look oh. at all the cameras. Down it goes. Look at all the cameras watching that. The oh. rhino goes over. The paper mache rhino's yes. been, been pulled down. Yeah. The lions still look on the, in. And what's all that about? Go on, just let us out there and we'll have a crack at it. Oh, that's hilarious. I wonder so who gets that job, dressing in the suit. Yeah. And where do I apply? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I could do a better job running away. So there's a um, there's a, there's got an interview with one of the uh, one of the people that which they've done the absolute ultimate thing that you, what's the one no no that you do when you're when you're dressed up as a mascot? What do you not do? Um. Uh, oh, there's a <laughs> you ne- <laughs> never take off the head. Right. Okay. Never I was thinking something else. It wasn't there. Uh, oh, <laughs> wasn't there a, a full frontal episode where it was like uh, Teddy the naughty bear, who was on play school, who sort of uh, inappropriately touched all the. <laughs> That's not. Cool. I don't remember that, that one. Was, it was. It was. It was. It was a long time ago. No. It's certainly not appropriate these days. Um, but it was. It was a skit that they did, and the bear was. Um, 
was uh yes and then they had to keep telling the bear off and moving his hands away it was it was <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible so i was gonna say is that the only thing you do but you don't do that generally no anyway, no so. um, okay take so, the head off so never remove the head yes. especially when there's kitties around so they, they were doing this interview with one of the uh one of the workers and she's talking about how oh yeah i really tried to to focus and and think about how fearful the animal would be because it would be a really oh. stressful situation so i was trying to trying to picture myself as being them and being how stressed they would be like, yeah, I don't think you yeah, had seen some of the. I don't think they were so. Apart from the polar bear, the polar bear was metal. Like, yeah, he, just, he went straight through, and the zebra as well. The zebra's running around on his back two feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he, I think he could have engaged a little bit more running around on all fours. Yes. You know, or maybe turn around and sort of, you know, sort of kicked out with his back legs to try and knock the guy over. Did the zebra have two people in there? Like one for the front legs, one for the back legs, sort of mm-hmm. scenario? And they could separate and you know, make di- separate escapes. Oh, just go, oh, yeah, yeah, the head's gone this I'm way. I'm going this way. I'm going this way. No, no. No, the uh, so the zebra was just a a, a one it was a a, a, a uni suit person, but the rhino was um, someone in front and someone in back. Right, perhaps we could suggest a Melbourne Zoo do something like that. Oh, good publicity. Yes, yeah. Oh, we could, we do, could it. do it. We could do it. We could do it. We Shock could. on the front end. <laughs> <laughs> What animal would we do? Oh, well, I mean, uh, kangaroos. Well, we could do the kangaroos. Kangaroos. That'd be great. You and I jumping around the Melbourne Zoo in kangaroo suits. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, we could wear those, you know, those spring things you can get on your feet, which are like rollerblades, but they're springs. Oh, yeah, I know boing, the ones you're talking about. Boing. Yes. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. And like jump the fence and they'd have to dart us. Oh, my goodness. That'd be great. And we could come out from around. Do they, do they still have kangaroos at the Melbourne Zoo or is that just at Werribee Zoo? Oh, they do now. Oh, they do now. They'll yeah. two, they'll two <laughs> escape ones. <laughs> We should get on to Helen McCracken and, and run that by her. See how she goes. Yeah, yeah. Be good publicity. How good would that be? Yeah. yeah. Rock out there in the next lot of school holidays. Yeah. Dynamite. That's yeah. great. Oh, that, that, You're that, that, it. See if we can make that happen. Love yeah. it, mate. Excellent. All right. So disclaimer, that's it. That's it for Yeah, righty-o. So all advice on this show, general in nature, please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information because veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Let us know if we've missed anything, if you need any clarification, or if you really want to see us go and do the... Uh, the, 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 kang- the escaped kangaroo routine at the Melbourne Zoo. Exactly. Perhaps we would just do it anyway. Not just, even tell Just them. rock up. Just go, like, rock up, have them in our backpacks. Yes. Go to the change rooms, change out, and just come bouncing out. Boing, bang, boing, bang, boing. Yeah. And they're like, what's going on? Or do we do it where we come from different points in the park? Oh, and and meet try, up. And we try and see if we can meet up Like a love story, like, boing, yeah. like slow motion <laughs> bouncing towards each other. Slow motion Baywatch style. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, mate. Now, you've got something on poisonings. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about poisonings because um, we had um, we've had a couple of people at work recently worrying that their pets had been poisoned, worrying that people had thrown stuff over the fence and going, oh, we're really worried that our pets have been poisoned. It's really common. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a common thing of people worrying that their pets have been poisoned. That's what I mean, yeah. But an, actually, in actual fact, I think the number of times where people's pets are poisoned from nefarious circumstances where someone's actually tried to bait their animals is actually pretty slim. Yes. I think the most common times is poisons and exposures to things that are in the home. Right. So, um, so I was just going to run through some of the more common ones, dogs, cats, and um, you know, and, and things just to try and sort of make people realise, well, what are the things you need to be sort of a bit more careful about? So um, so for dogs, we, we know that dogs are stupid and they'll eat anything. So um, so you need to be really careful with dogs getting access to things like your rat baits and snail baits that you leave around out in the garden because um, uh, even the ones that they say, oh, we've got these that are yeah. That are that are you know that, so they're not attractive to dogs. 
dogs are going to eat it. Pet friendly. Pet friendly. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, yeah, yeah. Not. Pet friendly because the pets get really friendly with them by trying to eat them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, your common ones with those rat baits, um, with which we've covered previously in a previous episode, but we'll run through a little bit, will cause problems with clotting. So it's going to stop your blood from clotting, bleeding problems. Snail baits generally will cause neurological signs. So they'll cause seizures, tre- uh, tremors, seizures, potentially up to coma and death. Drooling. And sometimes they'll then go, uh, some of the other ones will cause yeah, drooling and, and vomiting and diarrhea and that sort of stuff. So, um, and some of them, are, some of the other snail baits can cause really bad gut ulcers as well. So, um, basically, uh, oh, and then other ones, you know, antifreeze is not really one that we see much of in Australia, but certainly you see a lot of in America because the antifreeze is quite sweet. So that can cause some really bad problems with uh, with kidney kidney disease. Um, one of the most common ones that we're seeing now is actually exposure to human drugs. Yes. So, um, so you know, uh, quite commonly we'll hear of dogs that have gotten into um, like particularly like the morning after pill as well, you know. Oh, sorry, not morning after pill. The um, the um, the uh, contraceptive pill, you know, because there's because they're sugar coated, you know. Ah. So 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 like I've I've had people bring in and their dogs have gone and popped out eat individual little tablet and then gone and eaten them all. Wow. So, Have you got yeah, a video of that? I haven't. No, no, no. no okay. no, that'd no, be cool that, to see how they popped them out. And yeah, just sit there and go, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not oh, I thought they use their paws. They're using their teeth. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually, they, they use their opposable thumbs yeah. that they've got and they just squeeze them out between <laughs> their dew claws and just pop them out. And know? at the same time, they're checking which day it is. Just, it's today Wednesday. Uh, they can't, they're not yeah. quite sure. No, yeah, not sure. Oh, hang on, is it Thursday? Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, I'll go and check my pill packet. Yeah, and just check and make sure. Yeah, yeah make right. sure I've taken the right ones. <laughs> um, but also things like antidepressants, um, anti-inflammatories. Sometimes the anti-inflammatories are from people giving their dogs, you know, human drugs that mm. they shouldn't do. Don't do that. Because um, the... The, the safety um, margin is much narrower in human anti-inflammatories to what it is in dog ones. So your chances of causing toxic problems is much, much higher. So don't treat your dogs with human medications. You know, go and talk to your vet and get them on the right stuff. You know, we sometimes use human medications, but only do it on vet's advice. Don't listen to Dr. Google. Um, uh, do you have any other, you know, any other ones that sort of spring to mind in your oh, head? Or? Look, like the cold and flu stuff. It seems to be stuff people who live on their nightstand. I think, yeah, and the right dog yeah. sort of, you know, sort of gets into that. I mean, uh, you know, you talking about human meds or other other poisoning sort of stuff? Yeah, human meds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not not particularly. You know, the cold and flu ones. That certainly, I had recently had had a dog that um, had eaten, you know, like a whole packet of them, and wow. so and there's, you know, how many things are in those cold and flu oh, things? Yeah, like to all... go through all the different. Things and try and work out is that you know what's the poisoning you know what's what dose is a poisonous dose for the dog and it took me quite a while to work out and it actually turned out the dog was okay yeah right in the end but yeah it was it was by the time you went through and worked that all out then the dog was fine yeah Yeah, that's right it was three days later and the dog was (laughs) recovered perfectly (laughs) Um, so it's you know it's it's the common sense stuff you know if it's poisonous for one species it'll be poisonous for another species so take care take precautions yeah. Keep yeah. medicines up in, you know, like, like you've got a child, I suppose. Exactly. You know, elevated cabinet, locked away, that sort of thing. Yeah. I suppose, you know, some, sometimes with cats, you know, you've got you know, things like uh, lilies and that lilies sort of thing. Lilies is going to be the big one. Yeah. yeah. You, you talked about you moving on to those things or... Oh, that's right. I was, that was going to be the exact next one I was going to talk right. about was Sorry, lilies mate. and cats. Moving no, 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 no. Shoot through, you know. Um, and, and the other 
thing with cats too is that uh, one thing you've got to be careful of is um, when you're using other things like detergents and things like that around in the house because if you're using the you know a too strong a concentration or you're not sort of mopping your carpets well afterwards you know if the cats lick them up then you've got a chance of getting oral ulceration yep. as well you know and potentially then vomiting and diarrhea but you know lilies as you say yeah, we've spoken about those in the past where um, you know you can get get, uh, get really bad kidney disease in cats yeah, so, yeah. with with your, your cleaning stuff it's yeah. not not a poisonous thing but don't use a lot of orange smelling products because cats really don't like citrus smells oh really and yeah so if you're using that around the house um, on particularly you know cleaning at, at the level of the cat like yeah. the, the low, where they bunt and rub and stuff yeah um, it can make you know take away those smells for them and make oh. it not so nice oh, that's, that's a little, interesting little hot, that's hot a, that's a great you. hot tip yeah. I, I've got a box of um, a box of mandarins at home at the moment that's the fine you know, really that's fine that's just okay. roll them around the house oh, because I've got it sitting right next to my TV that's just on standby <laughs> that's emitting this really high pitch Lewis so I keep wondering why the cats are running around going bananas and all the lights are on and they're just like ah. absolutely it's yeah, just like yeah, a yeah. disco in here yeah we've got all the all the smoke alarms going off because I haven't changed the batteries for six years you know just keep on going and whacking them with a broom you know and the children are like daddy I can't sleep either yeah. <laughs> Parker's fine he's fine he's alright loves yeah, it just, just when he runs around you know and he just jumps on your back that's fine that's 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 normal that's normal <laughs> Cat behaviour, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so uh, let's see. Are there any other big ones for cats? You know, um, I Look, mean, cat, cats and human medicines are usually a little less frequent because yes. they tend to be less um, sort of food um, oriented in that they're less likely that they're going to eat stupid things. A bit more but, picky, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, oil's a big one. Like I've seen a few cats in the in my, in my time of where they've got um, covered in oil and things like that from out in a out in a garage. Yeah, sort of brushed yeah. under a car or walked under something and yeah. stropped on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they yeah. can get they get pretty crook. From that, the string, uh, uh, threads, and uh, cotton and needles and those sorts yeah. of things. They love playing with the the thread and stuff, and then they end up swallowing it. So that's that's often one we see is a uh, foreign body yeah. from, from eating some thread or cotton or wool or something we've chased. Yeah, the old linear foreign body job. Yeah, yeah so keep yeah. that out of their way as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, so that's I guess the the main thing I just wanted to say was that you know it's. As much as what people worry about, oh, has been someone thrown my dog, you know, thrown something over the fence or something, it's usually something that's in the home. Yes. You know? Now, if you are worried that your pet has been poisoned, though, what should we do? Well, you go and see your vet. Go yep. and see your vet straight away because if your dog is vomiting suddenly, seeming lethargic, tremoring, anything like that, get them to go and see your vet because depending on what they may or may not have had, we need to try and do some treatment. We may have to go in there and try and do a gastric lavage. We may have to give them medication to try and stop seizures, um, do blood tests to check and see if there's signs of, you know, telltale um, change. Oh, that's another one. Lead, lead poisoning yep. is a, um, a, another one that you see occasionally, you know, yep. um, from, uh, you know, cats eating sinkers um, or, um, you know, eating lead paints and yep. things like that. Yep. You know, you can, you can see. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's really just, that thing of if you think that your pet's showing some weird signs get them to the vet we'll treat them with what we can run some tests um but sometimes yeah, we need to treat them pretty aggressively to try and get them under control yeah yeah definitely it's interesting you mentioned you know most people that a lot of people do come in saying that yeah i think my dog's been poisoned or my cat's been poisoned by next door i had a guy come in literally a month ago yeah and same sort of thing he said oh you know i'm just worried about my dog can you check it over um i'm what you know it's been poisoned by the the people next door they've thrown you know worried they're throwing stuff over and 
you know, as a vet and, you know, uh, common things occur commonly, I sort of start doing the spiel. Well, we don't tend to see a lot of that happening. And it was at that point he pulled out a plastic bag of these baited sort of curry balls. Wow. That had this pink stuff and I didn't know what it was. I think it was a, a type of rat bait that was in there that had actually been thrown over the fence that he'd found. So, wow. So it does sometimes happen. Sometimes it does, yeah, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. said to him, I referred him to the relevant authorities. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. To hopefully catch the, uh, the, 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 the culprits. The culprits, yeah. Yes, um, no. I had, there was a, a few years ago. I was um, I got up early one Christmas morning before the kids woke up and went for a run down at the um, down at the local off lead dog park. Took Rosie down there and we just um, got a got a got a tight five in at the you know, before Christmas morning. It was good, mate. I thought you were going to say something else and just spoil a lot of things for some young listeners out yeah, there. Yeah, not at all. Not thank at you all. for not doing that. Um, so. Uh, I got down to the off dog park and, I, and Rosie's under the tree. I'm, what the hell is she getting at? There's like 20 dog bones underneath the Ooh. trees at the off dog park. Wow. And I'm looking going, all right, well, either someone's trying to do something nice and going, I'm going to leave a whole lot of bones yeah. around here or, geez, this could be someone doing something dodgy. Yeah. So I went and, went and picked them all up and went and chucked them in the bin. So, right. so And Rosie's like, what are you doing, Dad? Dad it's Christmas. I just, I just wanted to go. That's it's Christmas. But I found them, Daddy. <laughs> I wanted to try and eat something. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you never know. You never no. know. You no. know. Um, and there was a... Uh, I had um, people that were worried about... Um, so that someone was baiting dogs down around one of the creeks down around the um, you know, nearby work recently. Yeah. Like, oh, it wasn't recently. It was a couple of years ago. But again, it was un- unfounded, yeah. you know, but, yeah. um, oh, but gosh. big thing, if you think there's something's going on, go and talk to your vet, but be really, really careful. Again, common things occur commonly. 95, if not more, percent of the poisonings that we see happen at home. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right, mate. Excellent, excellent. Great advice that you're giving us today. Now, um, uh, we haven't got any, I don't think we're running out of time for mailbag again today. Might get into some next week. Yes. Um, next week, though, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, litter mate syndrome. Oh. Uh, whether you should get two dogs from the same litter right or not and and what's the what's the myths associated with that right. so so listen. i had no idea that it was a syndrome there you go it's like a cacophony a cacophony a, of of litter mates of syndromes yes yeah cacophony of syndromes and big words i've had today that's right yes yeah yeah, yeah. all righty cataclysmic whoa it's a big one uh, yeah that's big a big one, one. chernobyl 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 i can't chernobyl. believe you think it's chernobyl chernobyl emesis emesis what do you say so many words. So many words. So many words. So many words. And so many different ways you can pronounce it, Lewis. You know? Exactly. Excellent. All right. Scratch you later, guys. Peace out. Bye.